Welcome to Inside the Draft, a weekly preview of the upcoming NFL Draft with insiders from around the country. All right, here's your two-week notice. The NFL Draft unfolds in exactly two weeks as we come to you on this Thursday morning here on another installment of Inside the Draft and the Colts Audio Network. Thanks for joining, everybody. I'm Matt Taylor. And this week we're getting the skinny on the draft with Shane Hallam. He's an NFL draft analyst and the managing partner at the Draft Countdown. And you can follow him on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. It's H-A-L-L-A-M. Shane, good to have you on, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm just excited. This is prime time for the draft, and uh, I always love when, when everyone turns to draft and talking about it. No question about it, man. It's uh, we've been doing this since uh, mid-February, so I feel like we're we're getting ourselves uh, educated slowly but surely here. Before we start, how are you consuming the draft on draft weekend? What does your coverage look like the last weekend of April? So we're we're going to be live streaming all three days of the draft on Draft Countdown and on our YouTube channel. Um, myself and my other partner Brian Bosarge. Uh, so we'll you know we bring in analysis every pick day one day two and day three sometimes on tv day three they start to not talk about every player so if that's something you're interested in that that's what we'll be doing i mm-hmm. uh, can't wait for it all right let's begin with the colts uh, as you know shane they do not have a first round pick how challenging does that make it to determine on your end what might fall to them in the second round and then what are the biggest areas they need to address for you heading into this draft it, it makes it incredibly difficult as an analyst when a team doesn't have a first-round pick, to, especially because you don't know who's going to be there. You, you know, sometimes when you get late round one, teams can take players that are unexpected or that they, they know aren't going to fall to the round two pick. And so when you try to project for a team like the Colts that has to kind of start their draft in the second round, then you're almost guessing, hey, I'm giving them this player – uh, but th- that, that player could go in the first round, and that becomes difficult. So, I mean, to me, w- when I look at the picks that they have, um, I-, I think offensive tackle still is such a-, a big need to really get that correct, and I think that's in a position where if they would address it with their first pick at 42, it could help them now. And, I- and-, and that's my other thing is I think this is a team that's ready to win and ready to compete. So I think it's actually a pretty good spot to be in if they're looking for – a starting offensive tackle. Um, Bernhard Raymond from Central Michigan is a player that, that I've mocked them a couple of times, um, and I think I think he would be a great fit. And I think there's a couple different options there, um, Tyler Smith from Tulsa as well. But I think it's open. You know, I think wide receiver, um, adding more weapons now for Matt Ryan could be really intriguing. This is a really good receiver class. Right. Taking a look and had a couple visits to tight end as well. So um, I, I, I'm kind of thinking offense, but I think it's pretty open to see what value is there. Yeah, Matt Ryan in the fold now at quarterback. And, you know, he's had some pretty good success with tight ends in his career, Shane. Who are your top tight ends in this draft? And, and where do those guys end up going in terms of, you know, when they go off the board? So my, my top three uh, is Trey McBride from Colorado State's my number one. I think he's close to the consensus number one because he has such a good career, double-digit touchdowns, has such good body control, 6'4", 246, runs in the four fives. He has everything you look for and is a pretty good blocker. Um, so I have him kind of late first, early second. I think there are a lot of teams late wow. in round one, the Titans yeah. or the Bengals that, that could – you know, could take him. You might not see that in a lot of mock drafts, but I think it could be one of those surprises on draft night that does happen. 
my my number two and number three guys, I have Jelani Woods from Virginia as my number two player, 6'7", 259. He's, he's kind of raw, but uh, was a blocker at Oklahoma State, transferred to Virginia. They used him more as a pass catcher because of that size and that length. Um, one of the best combines ever for a tight end when you take his size into account. So I think he could go round two into round three. And then my number three is someone that Colts have brought in for a visit. That's Greg Dulcich from UCLA. Really good pass catcher at 6'4", 243. Played in the slot a lot. Played in line a little bit. They moved him around the formation. Chip Kelly's offense there in UCLA. Mm-hmm. He became kind of a, the primary weapon. So I think he could be one of those players you know, in the 40s, maybe if he falls into round three that uh, the Colts could take a really hard look at. Staying on tight end, how much should they weigh – you know, a, a young player, a young tight end's ability to block and, and be an extension of that offensive line, uh, similar to how they use Jack Doyle. Now, Jack Doyle is one of the best blocking tight ends um, that we've seen in the NFL in the last 10-plus years. But how much should a team like the Colts, with a guy like Jonathan Taylor, be prioritizing run blocking from a tight end in this next upcoming draft class? I think it's really important. I think NFL teams put more of a preference on that than the general public thinks. Especially, it's not just because, hey, you want this guy who can block for Jonathan Taylor, but you want a tight end that you can put in the formation so that the other team doesn't know if you're running or passing. If I bring in a tight end who can't block, guess what? They know I'm throwing the football because I would not leave that guy in there if I'm running, especially to that side. So the defense can start to read your personnel if you have someone that can't block. The nice thing about this draft is a lot of these tight ends are two-way players. They may not be the high-end pass catchers like Kyle Pitts was last year, the mm-hmm. absolute unicorn pass catcher. But I think you have players in, in McBride and Woods and Dulcich and some of the other ones later in the draft, uh, Charlie Kohler, Jeremy Rucker, who can do both of those things, who are solid blockers and won't be Jack Doyle level, but are going to be good enough that you can put them in there and have specific packages where they're going to block and packages yeah. where they're going to go out and catch the football. All right, Shane, the draft very deep at wide receiver once again, but just how deep does it go? In your estimation this year, can you find impactful players as rookies, you know, as late as the third and fourth round in this draft? I, I think this will be a draft where you're going to get some players in the third and the fourth who can step onto the field and contribute, maybe not be starters day one, but can progress into that. Um, you know, we don't have the Jamar Chase, we don't have that high end top five pick at receiver, but you're probably going to see five, maybe even six go in the first round. And I think when you look into day two, you start to see some players with vastly different body types, vastly different athletic ranges that can fit different roles. You know, if you want uh, kind of a smaller guy who can play outside and plays a lot bigger, Jahan Dawson from Penn State is going to be a second rounder. I really like Wandale Robinson from Kentucky. It reminds me a lot of T.Y. Hilton coming out small but plays like he's you know 5'11 even though he's 5'8 um so I think if you you know whatever you want I think you can find that and then when you start to get into round three round four like you said that's where you have players that can play special teams but also have speed like Velas Jones Jr. from Tennessee Bo Melton from Rutgers who I think could maybe want not be starters but play a role play special teams and contribute to your team all right the Jaguars have the first overall pick for the second consecutive season And then, meanwhile, the Texans have the third overall pick. Of course, those are two teams that are looking to rebound quickly inside the AFC South and compete with the Colts and the Titans inside the division. Um, What do you think happens at the top of the draft with those two teams in mind that will indirectly impact the Colts? 
I, I think Jaguars are going to see an edge rusher at one. Uh, I would still guess it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, the edge from Michigan, but they, they're looking pretty long and hard. Trayvon Walker, the edge from Georgia. So I think you're going to have someone opposite of Josh Allen that's going to make life difficult, maybe another reason to draft an offensive tackle because you're going to be facing the number one overall pick probably on that side. Uh, and, and I think for Houston, they, they have some options here. I think they could go invest a little more on the offensive line. Um, they're going to have a good shot at three at Ike McWanu, the offensive tackle from NC State, or maybe even Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Right. And they've been pretty vocal about addressing their secondary. So I think you could even see, you know, a 13, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, or a corner, you know, if Derek Stingley from LSU falls, I think uh, they're going to try to draft some secondary members early in this draft. And you talk about Aiden Hutchinson, and do you peg him there in Jacksonville because Kayvon Chason hasn't broken out like they'd hoped, or is he just clearly, in your estimation, the best player in the draft, deserving of going number one overall? I, I do think Chason's lack of success will, will play into them drafting an Aiden Hutchinson there at one. Um, and they, it's a little bit different, though. You know, they kind of drafted him to be a stand-up pass rusher, you know, linebacker type. Now with the defense likely shifting this year, right. you're going to want mm-hmm. someone with a little bigger body that can play that edge, and that's what Hutchinson does. So I don't think the, the, the hope is lost for him on Chason, but I think they're just going to play different roles in this new defense. All right, you talked about cornerback. Um, another cornerback, really high, uh, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. He tweets, Last week, I think it was. He's the best player in the draft. A, do you agree with that? And then how do you view that? Can you put yourself in, you know, talent evaluator shoes? How would you respond to, you know, that that bold and, and that much confidence, if you will? I mean, I don't agree with that. I think he's a really good player, <laughs> but I think it's tough to – to say, yeah, you know, you know, this corner is the – I don't think we've ever had a corner to number one overall. Uh, but I like the confidence. I think if I was an evaluator, yeah, you know, I want – especially a corner receiver, you know, those are guys you almost want that edge because they're playing on an island oftentimes. I mean, I want him to believe he's the best player and that he's going to dominate wherever he gets drafted. He's going to have to face some top receivers one-on-one. Yeah. He better be able to shut them down like he did in college. So I like it. I, I think he's going to be a top seven pick in this draft for sure and um, you know, pr- probably make an impact as a year one starter. Shane, what players are you higher on than most that you could see going in the first round, whereas you know, some of your colleagues have that guy pegged for a round two selection? Uh, one player I've been kind of beating the drum for, and I think he's starting to gain some of that round one buzz, is Christian Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota yeah, State. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had an article up on Draft Countdown in early January where I felt like his career trajectory is going to mirror Cooper Cup, smaller school player that was really good and is going to, uh, you know, year two, year three, really break out. I mean, 6'4", 208. And he doesn't have the production. That was kind of the question mark. But he, he obviously has elite size and speed. He showed up the combine. And his route running at, at the Senior Bowl was great. I, I think if you're a team like the Green Bay Packers, like I think you should really jump on a guy like that and, um, and take him. And I'll say the, the other one is a corner, uh, Tariq Wolin from UCSA, 6'4", 205. Um, you know, a lot of people see that when he runs a 4'3 at the combine, wow, you know, this guy's big, he's tall, he's fast. But if you go back and watch him at UTSA, I mean, he is really, really good. Like, he's physical. He's, his hips are pretty – you know, he doesn't play stiff or as big as he is. He can really swing those hips. I, I think he has a nice back pedal. I think he does a lot of things really, really well. He's not just a height-weight speed guy. It wouldn't surprise me if a team reaches a little bit, takes him at the end of round one. I, I would be 
really willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, you, you want to go back to Watson because uh, he's really intriguing. As you said, he's kind of that fringe guy right there on the fence of going in the first round or the second round, and he might still be available if the Colts uh, sit there at 42. Um, he ran a 4-3-6-40 at the Combine, good for six best among all wide receivers, put up some really good testing numbers. But as you said, he's not the biggest guy. I mean, he's tall. He's six foot five, but he's only 208, so he's kind of tall, long, and lanky. Any concern as far as just not having the, the, the girth and, and just the raw strength that some of the other wide receivers might have on him uh, in the first round or the second round? I, th- I mean, I think it's a concern. I think that, that teams are going to, you know, take a look at him and say, well, is he, you know, is he going to be able to, at the line, beat a press? Is he going to be able to get physical enough with that? I think what helps is he does have those long arms, 32-and-a-half-inch uh, arms. So that's really good at getting those corners off you. Most corners aren't going to match that. And he, he had a good bench press, too, at 18 with his arm length and for receivers, really, really good. So I think he has some of that strength, even if it's not quite the bulk, maybe in the upper body. Um, he's also a late developing player. So I, I think we could see him add a little bit of weight. Um, one of the stories about in high school when he was recruited in North Dakota State, I mean, he, you know, he was not even six foot yet. He really had a growth spurt his final year of high school later yeah. than everyone else. You know, this could be a situation where he still has the ability to add a little bit of weight and still keep a lot of that speed. All right, last thing, Shane. I'm seeing the stock of Malik Willis rising pretty fast. A, why is this happening? And B, do you agree with it? Is he worthy of a first-round grade? I think it's happening because everyone thinks quarterbacks you know, need to go really high. We generally see them go really high. Teams need quarterbacks. That's what the league's based on. So uh, any draft. I think quarterbacks are going to be, quote-unquote, rising up the board. I don't think Malik Willis necessarily is. I think he does deserve to be a first-round pick. I think he will be a top-20 pick uh, because of the arm, because of the athleticism. But you can't answer the questions about some of the film and some of the you know, passes that he made and holding the ball under pressure. And mm-hmm. you know, There's a lot of technique issues. So I think him, and then most of this quarterback class, it's going to be about city year learn and uh, so I, I don't buy him going top five or top 10 in this draft but I think someone 10 to 20 will uh, take that shot all right I lied which which of the quarterbacks one final one which of the quarterbacks in this draft class I like asking this question which quarterback coming out of the draft this year has um, the most reasonable expectation for success whatever you define success as a as a quarterback in the NFL which of those guys are you going to be betting the highest on I would say if I was going to bet on a player to have success, be a starter for, to me, I think if you're a starter in the NFL for five-plus years, you've succeeded. That's hard to do. I actually really like Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati um, because he has a lot of that. You know, he's battle-tested, two years undefeated, um, played in some big games, and he got better every year, almost every couple games. He seemed to improve his decision-making, his accuracy. He has the athletic build. I think if there's a player that maybe can go in round one, uh, surprisingly at this point, I think it's Ritter, and I think if a team you know develops him along a little bit, he takes coaching well, I think he's a player that's going to stick around. He might not be a Hall of Famer, but I think he's going to be successful as an NFL quarterback. All right, fair enough. That's Shane Hallam, NFL draft analyst and the managing partner at the Draft Countdown. You can follow his work on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Shane, what are you writing about soon? And again, remind us uh, where we can find your work and what you're going to be up to on Draft Weekend. Absolutely. You can find me at draftcountdown.com or follow me on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. 
Uh, I'm writing up uh, some a new mock draft, seven-round mock draft coming out on Monday, so be sure to go and check that out. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. Really appreciate the time and uh, continue the good work, Shane. Have a great weekend coming up, and uh, we'll be sure to check you out and uh, check out your stuff on Draft Weekend. Thanks for having me.